0: I am ready.
1: Okay. Do it to it, sir. Proceeding, ma'am. Do it ma'am. to it.
0: <laughs> All
1: right.
0: Welcome, everybody, to the Ville House Podcast. I'm your host, Cruz Robbie Villanueva. And I'm fucking tired.
1: <laughs> your name sounded so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Cruz Robbie Villanueva.
0: Sitting next to my beautiful co host. Holly Nicole Villanueva. What's up, babes? What up? What up? Do the Shane. What What up? up? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Another day. Another dollar.
1: Man, the dollars have been a struggle.
0: It's it's Wednesday, and we are super late (laughs) with delivering a podcast. Yes. We apologize, but it is not our fault. It's somebody else's. It is no, it's not yeah, it's, 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 our, fault, a, it's guys. our fault, It's our fault. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: It's really your fault.
0: It is my fault
1: because I have been asking to do a podcast every day since Sunday.
0: You didn't ask on Sunday. I did. No, indeed. No, no, you didn't. You. I told you at the end of the night. I was like, "Hey, we didn't do our podcast." And now you're so like, "Let's do it." Uh, all right. So Monday came around,
1: and I tried to do one on Monday. And I try to do one on Tuesday. I even did my homework Monday morning before work. So we would have time to do it Monday night and you didn't do it.
0: Well, Monday, I'm still counting as your fault. And then <laughs> Tuesday, yesterday, I was just, I think I was mentally drained. Yeah. And if I tried to do a podcast, it would have just been silence all over the place.
1: So what you're hearing is excuse, excuse, excuse. Yes. Excuse mm, after it's
0: excuse. His fault. I will take the blame. Today, I am fucking tired again. Uh, and you but, just had a coffee. But I'm physically tired. Yeah. Yeah. I played basketball today for the first time in probably years. Like, real basketball. Like, full court, running back and forth. Yeah. And it wore me out. Like, I'm going to be super sore tomorrow. Yeah. I'll be struggling in the morning. Just not I. Yeah, well, you didn't play basketball. I sure did. And I'm like, I am I can barely walk around. The, uh, nah, I can walk around the house, but I just, I just feel tired, like physically tired. I haven't felt like this in forever. Even when we were working out, I haven't felt like this. <laughs> uh, and Man. just playing basketball, I don't know, working different muscles and just stop and go, jump in.
1: You got bad ankles. Uh,
0: my ankles aren't bad. My knees are bad. My knees are bad. But that led us into today's topic. And I don't know how this is going to go. I don't even know it's a topic, but it's something that we bitch about all the time. Getting old.
1: Getting old indeed.
0: And for the older crowd telling us, oh, you guys are fucking youngsters. You're not old. Well, I'm starting to feel it. I've been feeling it for a while. And the youngsters that know how old we are, they're like, oh, yeah, you're fucking old as shit. So... I'm 37, about to turn 38. You're 32. You turned 32 a few months ago.
1: Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't necessarily feel old until someone like says something that'll catch me off guard. Like the other day, we were at PT. Um, so last week Wednesday, and we were playing kickball. Like no shit, kindergarten kickball. Like two teams kicking the ball on the s- softball field. Like running the bases. Like it was ridiculous. But I was like, man, I'm too old for this shit. Um, and one of the other people that I work with, they were like, yeah, I'm only or you're like eight years older than me. And when he said that, I was like, damn, like, <laughs> really? I was like, how old are you? And he's like, public math, Sergeant me. And I was like, oh, my goodness, like you're in your early 20s. And it made like that. Conversation made me feel old. (laughs) I was like, "Dang!"
0: Uh, I'm telling you, I'm the oldest person in our office right now. Yeah, by a pretty big margin. I think you have a lot of young people in your office right now. I think the next closest person is is eight years. Yeah, somewhere around there, seven.
1: I don't physically feel like old all the time, but there are instances where it'll. It'll catch me.
0: I just... There are times when I feel really old and then there are other times where I still feel like really young. Yeah. But the times that make me feel old are like when we work out or playing basketball today. Like It just sucks so bad because, you know, I have an athletic background. I grew up playing basketball and football and, you know, just sports and running around. And... Like the time when you, when you decline, it's slowly, yeah. and so it's like us. Most of the time, it's like a slow decline. In my case, it's been like that, but like today, it just felt like it was a drop off. Were you bad? Yeah, I was definitely really rusty, but you know it sucks because you're playing the game, and you know this game, you played it all your life, and your mind is thinking one thing. Right, but and your body your just doesn't through. cooperate. <laughs> your, your body's like, no, we can't do that anymore, bro. Sorry, and uh, it sucks because I don't know. It, it's hard. I and it sucks because like I, I took a big break from playing basketball. Yeah. Right, I, I've in the past maybe ten years I've rarely played. I've played a few times. Um. So there wasn't so you're like in me. No. So there wasn't like a like a natural progression in like um, adjusting to the way your body moves and then playing that way like adjusting your play like in my mind I'm still thinking like hey I can I can break here I can cut here I can sprint I can jump I can block the shot like I can steal the ball by doing what I used to do when I was in my early 20s and it just doesn't work and it's frustrating
1: yeah I don't I mean, I feel it in instances where I try to like, I mean, I obviously am not big into sports. I really dislike group sports when it's, when it counts as PT. Um, but I think when I'm like in the gym lifting weight and I can't lift as much as I used to, or we're doing squats or something then. The weight is like so heavy for me, and it's just not a lot compared to what I used to have. Yeah, um, those are the instances where I'm like, "Dang, I'm old."
0: Yeah, all the physical stuff, like that's the that's the easy giveaway. Like, fuck, man, I'm getting old, and we're only we're still relatively young. Yeah, right. I don't think we're considered mid or middle age until you end up in your f- forty five or something like that. Um, so like between 40 and 45, that's when you end up hitting midlife or you're making that transition into, uh, or not midlife. You're making that transition into middle age. Yeah. So 45 to 50 is what it says. Dang, i
1: already be retired for 10 years by then.
0: Yeah. You're getting into middle age and then you start hitting that midlife crisis. Um, I'm only 37, but I feel like there's been points within the past few years that i've hit like a midlife crisis like something like a midlife crisis yeah. although it hasn't been at, it hasn't been as significant as i'm sure i'll hit one i don't know if everybody does hit one or some people just bypass it i don't know how it works I haven't looked haven't read anything on it but like Like the music stuff, like every once in a while, it's like, man, I need to go back and just make music and blah, 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 whatever. Or like fitness stuff, like, oh, man, I can definitely go back and be as strong as I was when I was in my early 20s or when I was in college or whatever. Like, I can do it. I can do it. And then it's like the truth hits you uh, both mentally or physically and then mentally and then emotionally. It's like, fuck, man, I'm just, I'm not... 22 anymore I'm not 23 anymore like I can't squat what I used to like I can't clean what I used to I'm never gonna be I'll probably never be able to sprint again like that long a period or where I can play a football game some people Mm. do it like some people do it well and into their 40s and 50s
1: but they dedicate like all their time to it
0: I'm not one of those guys yeah it's one of those guys that I think the way I see it it's the people that like they never stopped. And so they're like really fit or they kept on playing that sport or whatever it is. So they can yeah. continue to, uh, to play at a somewhat high level. Right. Yeah. Um. Or it's the guys that they really didn't beat up their body as a, as a youngster or like growing yeah. up, like, whereas me and a lot of people I know, it's like, we started playing ball at eight years old, yeah. some even earlier. And didn't stop until, I didn't stop until, like, uh, like official football until I was in college. So I was 19 when I stopped mm-hmm. playing the game. Up until then, I was, like, just every year, year in and year out, football, basketball. And then after that, like, I was still doing a lot of physical activity with, uh, like, I really got into weightlifting and stuff. So CrossFit, and I beat up my body that way, well into probably, like, my... Early 30s. 30s, yeah. Um, But, like, I I have a buddy. He still plays professional baseball. And he's my age, but he's still, like, I, I don't know how his, like, recovery or how he's, like, doing from day to day. But, I mean, he's still playing professional ball. Yeah. So, like, he's one of those guys, like, he just kept on probably doing the right recovery methods and taking care of his body better. But
1: Yeah, but when you play professional sports, you have care that you don't have on a normal day to day. Like the, he's probably like super rigorous about nutrition and about aftercare and about rest and icing and, and he has that care available to him. Whereas for us, it's like, we can go in the garage and like push ourselves to the limits on a workout. And then at the end of it, we're just going to like chug down a protein shake and lay on the floor. (laughs) Like we're not doing that, like focused on like super intense nutrition and recovery. And I think that that plays a big part into it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it does. So do
1: you think like when you hear the phrase midlife crisis, do you think you're going to have like a, a super big midlife crisis?
0: Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think I will have a midlife crisis just like based off like the feelings that I've had in the past. Like maybe, man, like I'm missing out on this or I already missed out on this. Like it's way too late. Kind of like I felt with, um, so like when I ran my marathon, I ran it on my 34th birthday. And, uh, but even then I was thinking, I was like, man, I'm probably already too old for this. Like before I got into the training just making the decision, I was like, so I made the decision. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to run it no matter what happens on my 34th birthday, but like get going into it and thinking about it. I was just like, man, maybe I'm already too old for this shit. I've never been a, a runner like that, a distance runner like that. I don't know. Um, but you did it. And I did it. So at 34 years old, it, it, and it wasn't too bad. It hurt, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah but i see like something like that happening when i'm older when i get into my mid 50s or something like that yeah and it's like i've always wanted to do this thing but maybe i'm too old now and then i'll just press the button like fuck it i'm going to do it and sign up for whatever it is or like press with whatever it is it could be fucking bungee jumping or skydiving or some st- like stupid shit
1: I want to do both of those.
0: Yeah, and so do I, and that's, I don't think, in midlife crisis. What's, like, the, the stereotypical one? People buy a motorcycle. Buy some, right? like,
1: super expensive oh, yeah. vehicle. Yeah,
0: or, like, hey, I'm going to get that that fucking Camaro that I wanted when I was in high school yeah. and, and fix it up and then drive, full sp- like, at high speeds, that kind of... I'm not a car guy, so that doesn't interest me, but uh, something like that or... Or like try to go play football again. There was this dude. So Sol Ross State University where I went um, years later. Like uh, this happened maybe like 10 years ago. Somewhere around there. I don't know. But there's this guy. He was 50 50 something years old. He signed up, re-enrolled in college to play football because he still had eligibility left.
1: How do you have eligibility A, for
0: that? Um, because your age doesn't matter, and like it's like he never went pro, so it, he wasn't. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I can't, I can't think of the word. Like I'm that fucking. So tired. could
1: you could you go like back to school and play football if you wanted to?
0: Yeah, like I still have eligibility. Like I can go back to school and try out for the football. He's not team.
1: like disqualified because disqualified. He, that's he, what I was looking for. Because he is old?
0: No. He's uh, just going
1: to get like fucking plowed down by like a 20-year-old?
0: Probably. (laughs) The thing is he made the team. Um, I don't know if they were like, hey, this is just good publicity for the university. Or like, hey, this dude actually adds value to the team. I don't know what happened. But he was 50-something years old. He re-enrolled in school, tried out for the team, and he fucking made it. Dang like he wasn't a star or a starter or anything like that, but yeah. he was on the fucking football team at fifty-five year, that's year all old he years old, surrounded by eighteen to twenty-something year olds. He
1: and was the naked guy in the locker room. <laughs> yeah,
0: the guy that just talks to you uh, while he's naked. <laughs> uh, that's the real thing. So for for some of y'all that hear that story that like old guys all over the place they're talking like oh like 60 retirees right they just they <laughs> hang out in the locker rooms they brush their teeth they do their hair they wash their face just butt-ass naked <laughs> and sometimes they'll strike up a conversation with you like
1: That's, no sir yeah Mm-mm, not without them panties on. just
0: like they're fully closed or something it doesn't bother them a bit but i guess maybe at that point you just don't give a fuck like whatever yeah yeah but this dude, I don't. That's like, that's a midlife midlife crisis I would have. Yeah. Right? Like, fuck, man, I just missed the game. You know, it's like, maybe, some like I, I'm missing it. I regret that I didn't give it my all when I had the chance. And maybe like something hit me, like, hey, man, I'm 55 years old and I'm in pretty good fucking shape, and I I think I think I can do this if I train a little bit. Maybe I can do it. Oh my goodness! And then, I have a an nurse. And, and then you'd be telling me like. Don't be fucking stupid. Like, you're 55 years old. You're fragile. You twisted an ankle getting out of bed the other day. Like, <laughs> come on. And I'd be like, no, 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 no. Fuck it. I I think I could do it. I can do it. That's something that I'm thinking would would happen to me.
1: My midlife crisis would be like adopting a baby. Oh, my God. like an 18-year <laughs> midlife crisis.
0: Oh, no. That's, that's just baby fever.
1: Like, when I think about midlife crisis, there's nothing... That, like, immediately jumps out that's like, I could see myself doing this. You know, for you, it's like sports. You could see yourself wanting to be in the game again. There's really nothing to me that's like, this is something that I, like, really strive for, really want, and just never got to accomplish. Um, So, I don't know. I mean, maybe. There's always something, you know. People always do something crazy, but I just... I mean, when when I turn, we'll call it like 55, right? When I turn 55, I'll be 20 years retired. That's, like, I'll, I'll have already completed an entire second career. So I'm not, I don't know if it's, I will have made it through my military career and then started doing something that I, like, thoroughly enjoy every day. Something that I, like, want to get up and go do. So I just don't know if I'll have that. I don't know. Maybe it'll take like one of the kids getting married or one of the kids like making us grandparents and then I'll have a nervous fucking breakdown.
0: I don't know. One of the things they say is like uh, empty nesters uh, usually get midlife crisis and they don't it. So they don't have family coming around too often. So if it's just me and you, the kids are grown up, graduated from college, married, living their own lives, maybe in separate towns, cities and it's just us, and we'll see him on holidays or something like that. Fuck, just saying that sucks. But uh, th- that's when, like, those uh, regrets and that midlife crisis start to settle in. Just, I haven't done, like, an extensive research on this. This is just from, like, what I've read in Google in the past 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's when it it sets in and you start thinking about all the things that you missed out on, all the regrets that you have in life, and then, it starts triggering, like maybe I can still do these things. Yeah, and and then you start going after things that are usually like a a young man's game, like people's like, well, I I wanted to travel the world, so I'm going to do it now. Eh, that's not necessarily a midlife crisis. I think that's
1: just a good experience for anybody at any age, right? I think midlife is crises, crises, question mark. I think they typically re- revolve around large sums of money being spent.
0: Not really, because that dude that joined the team, That would.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, like, when you think about midlife crises, you think like people wanting to travel the world, people buying some super crazy car, some motorcycle, going skydiving. It's like things that you probably couldn't do financially as a younger person. And now that your kids are out of the home and it's just you and your spouse or. Or something drastic like that happens, you're like, We're gonna just do it. Like we're gonna not worry about the consequences and just do these things. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't wanna sound like uh cocky, I guess would be the word, but like sometimes something'll catch me off guard and I'll be like, dang, like I'm a mom and the like I'm responsible for these kids, you know? Yeah. To make them good human beings. And then I'll think back on, like, what are things that I would have done differently or that I wish we would have done with the kids or whatever. and uh, what the
0: grandkids are for.
1: There's not a lot that, like, I can think back on and be like, man, I really wish we would have been able to do this and we just didn't do it. Because we've done a lot. Like, to only be 32 years old, like, I've done more than anybody in my family has ever done. Um, And that's not to brag, but it's just, like, we made a good life for ourselves and we're living it like, well, I would say. Yeah. So like, we've traveled a lot. We've been to a lot of places. We've done a lot with the kids. The kids have seen, I mean, the kids have done more as Dallas six. She's done more than I did in my entire life before I joined the military as a six year old.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The same, like the kids that in my experience, they've done a lot more at the age that they're at now than I did until I left. Yeah. Like, they're they're so much more experienced, knowledgeable. I mean, you look you listen to their vocabulary, and it's like insane. I think Braylon and Elena probably have a better <laughs> vocabulary than I do, and it's like it's just they experience and they were afforded opportunities that we really didn't have as a kid as yeah. kids. Um, like all I knew growing up was El Paso, right? And yeah. you shrink that down, all I really, like my comfort zone or everything that i grew up knowing was socorro and the and the lower valley
1: yeah
0: and the kids um they've known florida they've known um different areas of texas they they know san angelo um so they've experienced a whole lot more and like um co- they'll be less culture shocked I guess. Maybe not, but I think I think
1: so, because when I left Tennessee, like, I kind of like how you only knew El Paso, right? Like, I only knew Smith, well, I knew, like, different parts of Tennessee, I guess, but I only knew Tennessee. So, I mean, I had traveled to, like, Florida, but for vacation, right? So, to, like, Orlando, the beaches. Um, and I had traveled to Michigan to visit my uncle, but, I mean, like, there it wasn't, like, fancy Michigan, right? It was, like, the hood (laughs) and so um like all I knew is that so when I left Tennessee and I went to basic training um it was like the second time I had ever been on an airplane in my whole life um and I just everything was so different for me like I didn't know how to function I didn't know how to like um monetarily support myself how to be responsible um, and I think just, I know we're getting off topic from getting old, but I just think like, because we didn't have those experiences, we go out of our way to make sure that our kids know them. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I mean, getting old sucks. It's,
0: it does, It it's, it's good and bad. And then the bad part is, you know, you start to decline physically, right? At whatever speed you're declining at. And, uh, it's just, it's hard to acknowledge and accept that fact.
1: So I know we look at it differently because you're a very physical person. Like you're very in tune with like your strength and like workouts and things like that. And that's not important to me. I mean, it's important to me, but not like as important as as it is to you. Um, but, I'm okay with physically declining to the point of like, I can't lift as much weight or I can't do the things I used to be able to do because mentally I feel so much more advanced as an adult. Like, yeah, like physically my body is declining, but I'm far more knowledgeable. I'm far more intelligent. Um, I'm focused on things that make me a better human being Um, knowledgeable. So like I learn, I'm learning things that, in my youth, just was irrelevant to me. Yeah. Um, I say in my youth, I still feel like I'm in my youth, but, um, so I just, it's different. I, w- I would take the physical decline to be more knowledgeable or intelligent on things any day of the week.
0: Well, I I would too. That's a, that's a given. But that's like the good part about getting old, right? Uh, the experience and the knowledge that you gain throughout. Like, if I knew then like as a youngster say just coming right out of high school or even during high school or joining the military if I knew then what I know now or even half the stuff that I know now, just a little bit of what you know now (laughs) yeah I'd be so much better off like Mm -hmm. probably physically and definitely financially you know like I'd be a better parent a better everything right better husband like all of it but that's not how it works. It yeah. takes time. It takes experience. And you're only going to get that by getting older and trying stuff out, doing things, right? Yeah. Um, but so, so that's the good part about getting old. But the shitty part is, so the physical decline. And then also, when you look back, it seems like everything went by so fast, so quickly.
1: Yeah. I don't know who said it, but like... When I was a young airman, I was like, man, it feels like time is passing so freaking slow. Um, and I was like single. I didn't have kids at the time. And they were like, look, these days are going to take forever. But the years are going to be like just flying by. Yeah. So like your day-to-day, your week-to-week, those are going to drag. But then you're going to be like, shit, like it's already freaking December.
0: Yeah. Like
1: where did this year go? And, and I, I feel that like, it's so true. Like some days I'm like, man, this day has to be almost over. And I look at the clock. It's like (laughs) 9.15 (laughs) AM. Like, like it's just, the days are sometimes miserable, but the speed of time that is passing, it's just, I mean, like, I feel like, I hate the phrase, like, I feel like it was just yesterday, but I really do feel like. Dallas should not be about to be seven. Like yeah. it doesn't feel like it's been seven years since she was born.
0: It, um, it doesn't.
1: And and she'll catch me off, off guard sometimes with the shit she says. And Dallas is probably one of the funniest people I've ever met in my <laughs> whole life. And she's a six-year-old. But today we were at the pharmacy. She was getting a vaccine. And she was like, oh, this doctor needs to hurry up. I'm getting very impatient with him. And I was like... Where's my baby at? Like what are you getting impatient for? Cool your jets. Just be like this is taking forever like a normal kid. But like when she says stuff, I'm like, dang, Like, you're not a baby anymore. You're a no, full blown they, little six year old.
0: Yeah, they're get they're growing so fast and although the kids are still are still little for the most part, like I try I try to be present in the moment and with them, like to enjoy that. But at the same time, it's like, man, I'm missing when they were smaller. Yeah. And then it's only going to get worse, right? The older they get, it's like, I'm still going to keep on thinking, man, I just wish you were, uh, you were smaller. Like, I, I miss that. Uh, like, Elena's uh, eight now. Like, I miss when you were five or four. Yeah. And Braylon is 12. It's like, man, I miss when you were nine, eight.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's the same thing. And then just every year, it's it's going to get smaller. And I find myself now, like looking at pictures on my phone a whole lot more and i'm starting to i don't know if i'm starting to but it feels like like i'm cherishing the memories that pop up on your phone a whole lot more now than i ever have in the past and it's like i find myself that's the first thing i go to whenever like i I look at my phone and like i open the pictures and i go look at the memories it's like hey this is what happened on this day last year two years ago four or five years ago and i'm just like fuck man and uh that that right there makes it seem like this is going by way too fucking fast but when you think about it man it was i don't know it feels like just the other day
1: so one thing i'm very grateful for is the fact that we have the technology we have now because you know I'm sure our parents think the same thing. Like, I miss when they were little, you know? Like, when they were just running around yeah. the house causing trouble. Um, But they don't have the memories so readily available like we do. Yeah. Like, it, sometimes my memory of video will pop up, and I'll hear, like, Elena's two-year-old voice. Yeah. And it just gets me in the feels because it's like, dang, like, she was just so little and fat and cute and... um and or even the videos that I took of them because I was like so annoyed and they were just like screaming and crying and I'm like man like when they couldn't vocalize their frustrations and they would just like cry uh, it's just being able to hear it and like be back in that moment yeah. but our parents like that technology wasn't around so they can't just like pull up their phone you know we're like hey can you find a baby picture of us somewhere <laughs> like the Polaroid yeah. with the writing on the bottom you know but um I do. I I enjoy that way more, and it's it, it it'll get you in the feels. Like whenever I think memories, like the one that pops up for Braylon is the one where we were in the apartment in Vegas and she was in your boots. Yeah, like that's the one that always like immediately goes for Elena. It's like the poli poli video, <laughs> yeah. and um, Dallas. It's in the San Antonio house when. She was um she was just like a little really poly and she like took all my bathing suits out and they were all on the floor with her. Yeah. But it's like they're so they're so big now and I don't know. Time passes fast. We're getting old babes.
0: It does. It 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 passes too fast and uh Man, I, I forgot what I was gonna say, but oh, so not only with like the memories for them and looking back on their pictures because we have them ready, like you said, readily available. Uh, l- lately, I don't know, maybe the past few months, maybe a little bit longer. and I, I don't know. Obviously don't keep track of it, but it just feels like it's happening more often. I'll, I'll try to remember random memories from like my childhood or growing up, uh, like mostly times before the Air Force. Yeah. And because sometimes I'll have just random memories pop up whenever I'm driving or just doing something insignificant or whatever, you know, day to day shit and a random memory pops up or maybe you come across a certain smell or something that just reminds you of, of a memory when you were smaller or growing up. And, uh, now Like I've been intentionally trying to recall those memories, yeah. like growing up in the house that I did or in middle school. uh, Oh, that was another thing. I was like uh, writing my book and like thinking about middle school and a lot of those memories started popping up. And I was like, man, I'm remembering so much stuff that I completely forgot. That sounds weird, but I'm remembering so much stuff that I completely forgot about or haven't thought about in years Years, like years years and like I completely forgot that I even experienced that and uh, so I started doing it more often with like more things like growing up uh, at the house in Socorro or what about time with my grandma and uh, the scary thing is like as time goes the less memories I have of my grandma or time with my siblings Um, or like time with my parents and like those memories keep on getting less and less. And Mm -hmm. it, it, sometimes it scares me. It's like, is that my memory going or just has too much time passed that I just don't remember? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Like sometimes we'll, we will talk about memories, right? Like what's the earliest memory you have of being a child and you remember far more than I do. Like, and Like, I don't know, this sounds bad, but, like, my extreme youth, like, when I was really little, there was just a lot of traumatic shit that happened to me, like, like, not just one, but, like, multiple houses that I lived in caught on fire, and, like, we lost everything, both with my mom and my dad. Um, my parents, like, we've talked about before, both had addiction problems, so I was, like, moving around a lot, um... Never knew, like, was I going to be with my mom? Was I going to be with my dad? Was I going to be with my grandma? Um And so, like, I remember that aspect of, like, the fear associated with, like, who am I going to be living with? What is life going to be like? Like, we lost our house and we lost everything. But when I try to think back to, like, kindergarten, pre-K, you know, I don't remember those things. Or I'll see pictures and i'll be like oh i remember being in that location and taking that picture but nothing around it yeah. like i don't remember getting ready for it you know the picture of me and ashley where we had like the huge hair and the matching outfits yeah um like i remember being in jc penny taking those pictures but i don't remember like getting ready or like my hair getting that big or whatever i just it's the the picture will trigger the memory but you have far more childhood memories than I do um and I just I don't really remember anything until I was probably in like third or fourth grade that's like my earliest memories that I can recall on my own without like being prompted by something like somebody telling a story or me seeing a picture or something like that. Yeah. Um, and that's scary to me because that would be like Dallas right now not remembering anything about her life because I can't recall when I was Dallas's age, like, I don't remember the shit I was doing when I was her age. Yeah, so
0: and I don't think they'll remember most of it at her age. I don't think she'll remember most of it, but she'll have uh, what is it like? Like, she'll have the triggers that snap, will prompt snap, her. Snapshots, yeah. yeah. And I I find myself doing that, too, with the kids. Like, hey, do you remember this? Do you remember? I want them to remember and hold on to, like, everything that we've done. Not everything, but, like, memories that we've done and uh, – or things that we've done and just, like – or when I see the memories on my phone and be like, hey, do you remember this? And, and it sucks when they're like, oh, I don't. Like, I I, I don't know. Like, Dallas doesn't remember San Antonio whatsoever.
1: She was little, like, we yeah. left in... She was one. Yeah, we left in, what, 2016? 16. She was born in 2015, so yeah. she had barely turned one. So, yeah, like, Yeah. I mean...
0: And then Elena, like, barely remembers... She has a really good memory, so <laughs> she, she barely remembers uh, some stuff from San Antonio. Um,
1: she'll remember things, like, she'll rem- she remembers the layout of the house, which is weird to me. Like, that's a weird thing to recall. Yeah she remembers like how our backyard was, our neighbors. Um but she yeah, I would say like Elena does have a really good memory. She recalls things that a lot of people
0: Yeah, but like for both of them, even though Elena still remembers some stuff from San Antonio, like most of her memories as a child are going to come from Florida. Yeah. And I think for Dallas, uh it's going to be most of her memories as a kid like, a, a little kid, some of her earliest memories are going to be from here in San Angelo.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, But, yeah, I'm always, like, looking at my phone or I tell them, like, hey, do you remember this? Do you remember that? And it sucks when they say, like, no. It's like, fuck, man. But, like, hopefully i always have these pictures to show you guys and, and remind mm-hmm. you guys.
1: I know a while back, like, a couple of years ago, I, like, saw the thing where you make your kids an email address and you send them emails of, like, pictures and stuff. Yeah. And I did it for a while. And it just – I don't want to say it got overwhelming because it didn't. I just stopped doing it. Like it wasn't, it didn't become a priority for me. Um, But I need to go back and try to like get into those email accounts and, and like see the emails that I have sent them. And then like maybe start sending them new emails.
0: I know I was doing something like that, but with journals. So I had journals for all the kids, Michael, Braylon, Lena and Dallas. And I was just writing to them and I wrote to them for like a solid six months. Yeah. and then i just i <clears throat> i fell off um but yeah that's something to to get back into something they yeah something they could look back on and be like oh shit this is this is crazy i wish i would have had something like that uh from yeah. my parents like uh, i don't know how many people like think about this or maybe they don't have this issue but like i i often i often think about my family history. And when I mean family history, I'm thinking about like grandparents and further down the line.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Like I I want to know their, their experiences, a lot of their stories. And like, I have some stories, but like, I don't have the full picture. Um, Like I know my grandparents came over here from Mexico. My mom was a, a little girl when, whenever they came over, but I don't have like the exact how did it all happen? How did it all go down? What was their experience whenever they got here? Mm-hmm. How did they get settled in? And, you know, like, what was the decision point where, like, hey, we're we're going to the United States? And, like, what happened with the rest of the family? Like, none of that. Because, like, half of them stayed in Mexico, and we would go visit them. But,
1: mm. you know, I, I don't think I think back far enough to, like, my grandparents or my great-grandparents, but... Like, just as far as my grandparents. So, like, on my mom's side, I was very close with both my grandma and my grandpa on my mom's side. Um, but my grandfather was from Kentucky, and my grandmother was from Illinois. So, like, how did they meet? Like, where did that meeting happen, happen at, you know? And, and that's the shit. Like- and then, like, my mom was born in Indiana, and my dad is from Florida, None of our family is from Tennessee. So, how the fuck did my mom and my dad meet? How did we end up in Tennessee? Yeah. And then, like, my dad's mom, my dad never really knew his dad. So, I didn't know his dad. But my dad's mom, like, really, really close with that grandmother, um, like, how did you, how did she end up in Florida? And then when she passed away in 2010, um, Come to find out there was like three other kids that she had that nobody knew about. So like when she passed away like three people showed up to her funeral and they are like who the fuck are you? And they're like oh JK I'm your sister. So that was like a weird dynamic where they were trying to figure out like how to because my dad had a brother and two sisters and it was just the four of them always and then it was like a whole nother family and like Chicago or something some random place <laughs> and it's like like how did all this come together but the one that really always gets me and I don't know why I've never asked it, it's like how did my mom and my dad meet and wh- how did we end up in Tennessee I just the Tennessee thing always throws me off because they're like the complete north and south of the United States and it's like we just gonna meet in the middle like I don't I don't know how that works but yeah, it was it was crazy. So, such is life.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I know how my mom's side landed in El Paso, because that's where they cross the border. And it's like, okay, we're like here. here that's it. Yeah. Um, because my grandma, I mapped it out not too long ago. I don't know why, uh, but my grandma's house was one point four miles from the border crossing. Like the bridge to yeah. to cross 1.4 miles away. It's like my grandma made it 1.4 miles over the border.
1: And she's like, I'm done with this shit.
0: And no, I mean, that's all it took. But look all, of, look at everything that has sprung from it.
1: Yeah. um, Like from her house or like from where your family lived at in Mexico, how far in Mexico did they live? Was it far or like right across the border?
0: did who who lives
1: like your grandma's family and like her sister and
0: stuff oh i don't i don't remember like my tia simona i don't i don't know and we call her tia simona but it's my grandma's sister so i guess technically yeah um i don't remember exactly where she lived but it's well into juarez um and like one of the bad parts of juarez uh my other family lived about maybe 6 hours from the border i think if i remember correctly i, don't, I had to look um yeah. but yeah like i don't i don't really know where my mom her sisters and and my grandma lived i'm assuming it's where we went to go visit uh our family yeah. that was like 6 hours away
1: do you ever think about it like Obviously not with the kids but like just going back to Mexico to see like where your family came from.
0: Yeah, I've I've always thought about like I want to do all that. I would like to to like revisit all the family history spots but uh yeah, I don't know. I don't maybe that'd be one of the the midlife crisis like hey, I, yeah. I need to figure out who I am and where I come from. Yeah. Uh because, uh, like, we talked about it when, when Carla was on the podcast the first time about, like, how our kids are – they become – I don't want to say they become Americanized because that sounds bad. But that's bad. what it is. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what it is, like, where Spanish is no longer, like – its a it's an afterthought. And the kids don't really know any Spanish. They might pick up on some Spanish words, but for the most part, they don't know shit of Spanish. Uh, like Carla's kids, they understand Spanish, but I think they don't really speak it. And by by choice, right? They could probably uh, speak. I
1: feel like if they needed, like if it was an emergency and they needed to get around, they would be able to. Yeah, they just don't want to. Yeah, they just don't want to. They
0: do it. And that's kind of how I grew up. Like I knew Spanish growing up. I, I could speak it, I understood it, I could write it. But I just aside from talking with my grandparents, I never used it. And yeah. for whatever reason I just I refused to like a lot of my friends would talk in Spanish and, and whatever, but I just I didn't. I don't know why. Like yeah. at home, most of the most of the language is Spanish. Um
1: So like if your mom or dad talked to you in Spanish, you would just answer in English?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um and then like like, my brother, his kids, they don't, they didn't want to, I don't know if they know Spanish or not. I'm I'm assuming they do, like, a little bit, at least understand yeah. it. They could probably get away with some words. um, But they don't, they don't speak Spanish either. Like, they, they just choose not to. And I know my brother hasn't, like, forced it on them. And yeah. I don't want to force it on the kids e- either.
1: I tried to make you force it on them.
0: But at the same time, it's like.
1: It's something How, I wish they knew.
0: Yeah. But it kind of feels like the culture that I grew up with is getting erased. And there's a lot of the culture was like I'm I'm fine with it. Like cool, we, we don't need that piece. Yeah. But there's a lot of it where it's like, man, I want I want it ingrained in them. Like they should at least know and they should have a connection to it. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm I'm going off on a tangent, but
1: No, it makes sense. Like um, I don't know. I guess it was like a week or two ago you were teaching the kids like some Spanish phrases. Yeah. And the thing that always catches me off guard is like how Braylon is the only white kid out of all of our kids, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, and she's the most interested in learning Spanish. Like she really wants to know it. Yeah. Um, But I think it's just a, a consistent like um, acknowledgement because you know, some people don't – I don't want to say – like, I don't want to make it sound bad, but, like, some people just don't accept their heritage. Like, you are a Hispanic. You are a Latino or whatever. Yeah. Um, But, like, I always make it, like, very – or make the kids very aware of it. Like, yes, you can put white as your race, but you better check the Hispanic box because that's what you are. Like, be proud of it. And I think – um. For a while, like, Braylon got pretty upset if you told her she wasn't Mexican. Like, she (laughs) wanted to be Mexican real bad. But I think for the most part, the other kids, like, they're aware of it. Yeah. But, like, they don't have the upbringing that you had, right? Like, your parents were first-generation American. So the culture there was all they knew was from Mexico. So they just took what they knew and put it with you. And you grew up only knowing America, so you were like, <laughs> I don't, like, you didn't, you didn't have the connection that your parents had. Yeah. And then our kids had less of a connection because you had less of a connection and it just keeps filtering down unless you're, like, adamant about it. And
0: yeah. And that's what I'm worried about. Like, at what point does it get completely washed right. away where all it is is just the name? Yeah. So, I don't know. i, I become more conscious of that lately and uh i don't know it's just been on my mind
1: uh because you're getting old
0: probably yeah mm-hmm. and you know and i mean that that could manifest into a midlife crisis where i'd fucking pick up we get the kids and i'm saying fuck it we're going to mexico oh, and I'd- you all are going to assimilate <laughs> and you will know your fucking history and yeah
1: it's scary like i would like them to go and see it and know but it's it's just scary like it's the it's so bad there like just the i mean i'm sure you could say that about a lot of places but it's just different i guess
0: yeah yeah i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know how that's going to turn out um and i'm thinking that would fall more in line with any kind of midlife crisis that I would have something like that like those would those would be the regrets that I have like fuck man I just didn't learn enough about my history I didn't carry it on I didn't pass it on to my children so it's like all right now I have grandkids so now it's time it's time I I gotta I gotta uh put it uh in their mind or they gotta carry it forward because I don't have that much time left so they gotta know about it and
1: so when we did um the com thing, did you learn anything about your family that you didn't know? Or did you know it all, kind of?
0: No, because, like, 99% of it uh, was, like, uh, Central and South America. Yeah. Um, And then there was, like, a very small percentage from Africa. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, all of it was from like I know a little bit about like the Mexican history, right? The yeah. very like very very little bit. Um but it's like personal family history. I don't really know shit. I mean, I know the area where my family comes from, but that's that's about it.
1: Okay. So, if you could impart your knowledge on these young bucks, what's the one thing you would tell them?
0: Um for getting old uh grandpa so here here's what I wish I knew when I was young, and I'm talking about like starting high school young, and now, but obviously, some of this stuff wasn't available back then, but read for sure, like read with a purpose, like I didn't like reading back then, and that's because they had me reading books that I didn't want to read, but read with a purpose and specifically like personal development books. Mm, um, and they will, because they open up so much more to you that you didn't know. Um, and that leads into being uh, financially independent, um, becoming more emotionally stable. Um, it just like a better person overall, right? That's exactly what personal development books are intended for. Um, so I wish I would have started reading um I wish I would have taken care of my money a lot smarter, but that goes in with the reading. Um listen to podcasts, right? Uh back then it would have been radio or personal development tapes or, or stuff like that. Um and work out consistently. Yeah. Like consistently like just Do something to be active just about every freaking day. Um, Let's see. Those those are probably the big ones. Like if there's anything you can do, do those things. And that will definitely set a really good foundation for you for the future. At least I think so.
1: Those are good ones.
0: What about you? Stay in school kids.
1: Uh yeah, stay in school. Um, so I wish um if I had to like just give advice, I would probably narrow it down to two things. And it's um be intentional in your decisions and don't don't like make decisions off the cuff. Like, um, like, I had the opportunity to go to college, and my, like, now, you know, I've been in college for, I started college in 2010, so I've been in college for 11 years, and in 11 years, I have finished four degrees, and I'm currently working on a doctorate, right? So, um, that's consistent schooling, but had I have, like, stayed focused and stayed intentional, um, I could have been on a whole different path right and like I'm very thankful of the life I have and the opportunities that I've been afforded so I wouldn't go back and change that now but I wish I would have had more of a decision other than I just want to get out of here when I made that and the second one uh, I'll give this advice but I still struggle with it like every single day is um, like learn how to communicate I'll because I, that, I yeah. think if you learn how to communicate and for me um, it was a big It was big for me growing up because I wasn't allowed to. Like when something was bothering me, like I wasn't allowed to say that this is bothering me. Um, If I was getting in trouble, I wasn't allowed to like state my case. And so now as an adult, like I'm 30 years, 32 years old, almost 33, you know, and, and there are times when I want to say something and in my brain, I'll just be going over like a thousand ways to say one sentence and I'll never say it. Um, and I think if I could have communicate more effectively, I could be more financially stable. I could, like, focus on things that I enjoy. I could, um, like, all the things you said, if I simply could, like, communicate my wants and my needs in an effective manner. And, you know, like, I've worked on it through the years. I've done, like, a bunch of classes and courses and read books on it and listened to podcasts. And so I'm a better communicator now. But I still have leaps and bounds to go to be able to just say the things that I want to say when I wanna say them. Um and I think if you could learn to be a good communicator and learn to be intentional in your decisions, all the things that you said will just come natural. So I don't know. That's mine. If I had to give you Young Bucks advice.
0: I mean those are good. But. And I'm hope uh, I'm hope. I hope that the kids take those uh lessons from us. Like and run so with them.
1: because I grew up with like such a struggle to communicate, right? Like sometimes if I'm getting on the kids case like about something, I'll be like I need you to just listen to me right now. And they'll be like trying to talk and trying to talk and I'll be like no, like you're not talking right now, you're just going to listen. And then afterwards I'm like they just need to state their case. Yeah. And so I go back and I'll be like, just tell me what you wanted to say And then they're like, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it And I'm like, No, like tell me what you wanted to say And so then they'll be like, Well they'll like state their case and like most of the time, like ninety percent of the time what I said still stands But that other ten percent of the time where like I just got on their case about something and should I have just have listened to them and let them communicate their cause the situation would have been handled different um but again it's like it's learning every day because the way i grew up was just to like dictate not like have an open flow communication and i am significantly better at it in the past i don't know what like five years than i was when i was younger but sometimes it like as a parent the kids don't get this choice like they're gonna listen to what you say because it's for their safety or it's for whatever but um I think, like, teaching them that when you have something to say, you need to say it. Like, don't let people shut you down. Don't, like, get in your own head. Um, I think that's something that if they learn at the age they're at now, it'll carry them through life. Make their life easier. Hopefully. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, even now if you ask anybody that I work with, I'm probably one of the most vocal people. Like I'm going to say what I'm thinking. You're going to hear what my thoughts are. But on the flip side of that, I'll get to a threshold where like, I'll just completely shut down. There will be no more communicating with me no matter what it is that needs to be said. Like I'm done. Like I'm shut down. So one of my bosses told me, you know, like you can't be zero hundred. You have to find that middle ground of where you're not like, Telling people to shut the fuck up and listen, and you're not completely not speaking at all, but you have to find the middle ground of like I'm listening to what you say, and now you need to shut the fuck up and listen <laughs> um and I still haven't like found that middle ground, but uh, working toward it, yeah, so we'll see <laughs> getting old people, you're gonna forget things well, like while you walk into the kitchen, oh man, like you this morning with the jelly,
0: yeah. <laughs> That was like a, like a two second thought that.
1: I was like, "Why are you holding the jelly and just staring at it?" <laughs> you were like I'm trying to remember what I was doing. Yeah,
0: I grabbed it, and I meant to go put it up, but when I grabbed it, like I blanked. I was like, "What am I? What am I doing? Why'd I grab this?" Yeah. I'm like. Oh yeah, that's right. Got to put it up.
1: So today I went to throw. Like I made chicken for dinner. And in my mind I was going to throw the container that the chicken came in in the trash and put the cutting board in the sink. And I threw the cutting board in the trash and put the container in the sink. And I like washed my hands and I went back to cooking and then I went to the trash to put something else. And I was like, why the fuck is the cutting board in (laughs) there? And it's like those small things where I'm like, dang it, my brain's not functioning. (laughs) I think I've
0: told you that story of, of my buddy Vic when we were working at McDonald's in college, he, uh, we were working the line, so where you make the burgers and everything. Mm-hmm. We had this huge order, and he, he, like, made, like, six or seven burgers perfectly, wrapped them up, and as soon as he got done wrapping them, uh, you usually, like, send them down the line uh, so they're ready to be picked up. He, like, just wiped all of them straight into the trash.
1: Like he was just wiping the counter off?
0: Yes, because you make the burgers, wrap them up, send them down the line so they're, they're ready to be picked up, and then you wipe down your station yeah <laughs> he like wrapped them up threw them all in the trash and then wiped out his station and i was like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> it was like oh no oh
1: my goodness uh, i would have been like this guy
0: yeah so it's just that's know. why
1: mcdonald's takes so long guys <laughs> shit happens all your burgers are in the trash <laughs>
0: All right, um, I think we can end it there. We hit, we actually hit an hour. Um, that we, turned into a pretty good podcast.
1: We rambled a lot. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's cool.
0: No, I, I think it was. I like that one. Yeah, man. that was good. That was if, fun. If you don't like it, whatever. Kiss my ass. Just kidding. <laughs> Love you guys. Um, Sorry, we're late. Yeah, apologies again for being late. We Apologizing
1: will. on your behalf.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, because it, it was, it was totally my fault. And like I said earlier, I was just mentally drained that first day. Uh, or yesterday and that first day I I don't know what happened and then yeah so either way here here it it is is. today (laughs) All right, Uh, hope y'all enjoy thanks for listening babes peace out Cub Scouts peace out Cub Scout we'll see y'all next week later later
1: Later.
0: (laughs) later